Good day, everyone. I'm Vince Hawkins. And I'm Bill Molden. And this is the Vince and Bill Podcast. We're back. We're back. Hey, Bill, we've been off for two weeks uh, because, well, we have not been meeting in person, but honestly, we've just been slacking a little bit in the last two weeks. Slackers. Anyway, we're excited to be back this week and uh, pretty excited about this week's message. And, um, you know, bear with us. We're going to maybe give a little history lesson today, and uh, (laughs) but we're going to have a little fun. Of course, if you don't know, today is November 1st. We are actually two days away from this year's um, election. We are moments away from the moment of decision exactly so we are going to be electing in the united states every four years we elect the new president we have two candidates no matter how you feel about them it's biden and trump they're going at it and of course uh people usually say there's never been a more divisive time in history well a that is not true but b i can understand why you feel that way and so we respect that however yes these candidates the, the the whole political competition thing it may stir up a lot of things and this week's message brought to you actually this week's outline for the message was done by my good friend ed anton who leads the hampton roads church he put together an outline uh for all of the north american church leaders we had a meeting this past tuesday great meeting but ed put together a sermon outline that all of us could use because we really wanted to have kind of a common message for our brothers and sisters because no matter what happens in this week's election we've already chosen a king those of a us who are to the men yeah we're disciples of jesus we have a king and that be jesus as lord so the sermon this week was called a radical transfer of power and uh we started off doing a little bit of a history uh kind of talked about you know the, the the various governments but we started off talking about you know rome bill yeah and we talked about how uh you know julius caesar caesar um i guess augustus caesar was the uh kind of the first you know leader you might say but the real first emperor of rome was his sort of adopt this son that's right great nephew octavian and uh octavian uh, came to power through a series of wars where he actually fought against brutus and uh, cassius and mark anthony and cleopatra and he ended up being in power and uh he uh considered himself a son of god yeah well and when you think of how power has been transferred throughout history mm-hmm. uh, you recognize that there usually isn't transfer of power without bloodshed right. um, you know and after you've won several wars and you've won huge battles and you had the political the not the political savvy but the military savvy to to high elicit uh, men to give their lives on your sake that that sense of kind of narcissism that comes into your soul mm. that says yes i really must be of the gods mm. in fact i must be a son of god because mm. i have come to power over the greatest empire on the planet uh you start to understand that that at the end of the uh, at the end of the day, these these uh, these men who wielded such power were just men, mm-hmm. men who are corruptible, men who who look at their circumstances and if they found favor, it must be because there's something divine in their nature. Mm-hmm. And I think what you see throughout Roman history, 
is that every time a regime change happened, the incre- the entire empire was insecure because now, like everything in in man, the grabbing for power is decided by might. Mm. Might makes right, mm. and this transfer of power is happening all around the biblical narrative, everywhere in the New Testament. If we were to take a snapshot of 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 Jesus dying on the cross, and we were to transport over to uh, over to Rome, we would see a radical sense of turmoil and and espionage always <laughs> always taking place. And then, as Jesus rises from the dead, and the birth of the church happens, and all of a sudden, a new a new uh, a new gospel, uh, good news that a new king is here, mm-hmm. is starting to take root in this. Uh, kind of flea-bitten part of the Roman Empire, mm. all, all of a sudden you start to see why Christianity was such a threat to, to something because any, any grab at power is seen as viable and dangerous. And I think we sense that in our own emotional makeup uh, as we kind of think about why do I get so worked up? Why is it that I'm convinced that the decision on November 3rd every four years is going to determine the fate of all humanity. Why Why am I so convinced that somehow all my emotion, all my safety is wrapped up in a person? Well, that dates all the way back to empire. And, uh, you know, Vince did a great job of walking through Daniel 7 mm-hmm. as Nebuchadnezzar, the most powerful guy on the planet at that time, was actually shown just like, hey, this is the way it always goes. Yeah, you know, you consider yourself gold right now. <laughs> That's right. Generations are coming after you who will take power, and they're all going to seem to pale. But at the end of the day, there's only one power that's going to matter, yep. and that's the kingdom of God, whose king didn't happen to come like a king. He came like a lamb, which is such a radical, radical reason why today we have Christianity and Rome is but a tourist destination <laughs> that we go to because we love Italians and we love their food. We do love we, their food. We, we, we love their, we love their, uh, their, uh, we love their, the buildings. Yeah. We love their buildings and their ruins, <laughs> That's right. but that great Rome of which power struggle and emotional turmoil always existed has really come to exactly what Daniel called it, it will come to nothing. That's there right. is a kingdom that will endure forever. Yes, forever and ever. That's right. That's very good. Very good. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it's it's good to understand uh, just sort of the, some of the historical context just kind of behind that, bro. And I appreciate you taking the time to do that. I, I think, um, you know, really part of the brilliance of uh, this this message, and again, I can call it brilliant because I only delivered, <laughs> I only delivered it. I didn't write you it. Ed time wrote it. Yeah. Although, although, uh, for real though, uh, if you if you watch the message, that was actually pretty uh, pretty brilliant. I mean, <laughs> I love the tying in of story, the personal example of mm. surrendering lordship over to Jesus. I love the way that you talked about. Uh, 
the the kingdoms of Daniel seven, but bringing that into that kind of refreshing, like wow, this yeah. was actually called by by God. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So again, the outline might not have been yours, but bro, <laughs> God used you powerfully today. Amen, amen. Well, I think it's really cool. I mean, you you kind of think that God had this incredible plan, what God was building, and God knows what He's doing. But He used all of these kingdoms. He used Nebuchadnezzar. He used the Medo Persians with all yeah. of their great strengths, uh, what they brought to humanity in terms of uh, language and writing and um, just how they covered the earth so vastly. Um, but then also the Greeks and Alexander the Great. I mean, the brilliance Dude. of being able to convert all the great books of the world to Greek so that it could be a common language for everyone. Now the Hebrew Bible. You know, not only can it spread through the whole world through through written language, right? But it all could, also could spread through a common language, right? But then the the, the Romans, I mean, the, the Romans, sorry, the Romans, the Romans, you know, that <laughs> they created the roads, right? The the Pax uh, Romana, you know, they created the roads. They said all roads lead to Rome, but really, what was happening is all roads were leading to the ends of the earth. That's right. <laughs> that was That's God's right. plan. They they thought it was all about them, and Jesus go, no, 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 we're going to the ends of the world i said this already so that god had this plan and that he put it in place he said it in nebuchadnezzar he you know nebuchadnezzar obviously could never have fully grasped any any of this but we can look back now and we can see wow you know god had this incredible plan and we get to live in these times now we're in the last days of it all and we are sort of the culmination of God's vision, his dream to all of the end of, ends of the earth, all people being saved, different people, different. I just, I can't say that enough. Our, our you know, we are a diverse church. Yeah. We're probably the most diverse church on the face of the earth. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I believe yeah. that to be true. I believe Listen, it Listen, we probably can, we, we can grow in a lot of things. We maybe need to grow in our empathy. You know, we need to grow in a lot of things. But I'm going to tell you, we are an intimate group. And listen, we're diverse, but I mean, where else do people confess their sins to one another? Exactly. So, I mean, you know, you, you walk up to a disciple, you get, bro, can I get open with you about something? Exactly. I mean, we got something that's so powerful and so dynamic, and, and it, it, it transcends, you know, what, what color your skin is. I mean, if you're a disciple and you're listening to me, and you grew up in the campus men or something like that, you live with people, and you got open about your life with folks, and you did it because Jesus is Lord, and it didn't matter what they were, because, you know, we got the same struggle, brother. That's we got right. the same that's sister, right. sister, you know, same struggle sister we're trying to overcome this and stay in there together and fight and battle and share our faith and make disciples and help people become christians and keep ourselves pure and righteous before god yeah we need to grow in empathy yeah we need to grow in a lot of things but we are diverse and we are intimate and i tell you what it's something worth celebrating that's right our intimacy and our diversity yeah we need to grow in empathy and we will and there'll be something else we need to grow in you know, after empathy, we need to empathize with one another more deeply. But I tell you what, there are a lot of things that make us a very unique people of God. So yeah, and I think one of the things, uh, you know, looking at that very that very sound truth, mm-hmm. uh, we we are so attractive to the world right yeah, now. That's right. Uh, I think we forget that uh, that even if you invite someone to join us online. 
if if they if they if they even just go to a YouTube viewing and they see the everything being shared and they see the little screens on the side with Zoom or things like that, they will be impressed. Even if they just saw uh, just just the speakers, just the singers, mm-hmm. they would immediately recognize there's something different. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think we as a church need to be proud of what God has done through those three little words, Jesus is Lord. Amen. You know, because when people get to know us, when they see us, when they when they when they come into this this kind of community, uh, this is what the world looks for. And again, I think one of the challenges that we feel is that we kind of go, "Well, I'm not sure what to share." Are you kidding? Mm. This is the kingdom. Amen. And we have a king who has opened up doors and will continue to do so. So I think this is one of those we we really are primed to for for a great period of harvest here. Amen. Well, I agree. I think uh you know, just sort of getting back a little bit to the message, but uh just this radical transfer of power. There were really two points, right? That That's that right. another king, which is Jesus, and Jesus come you can and appreciate. We read through Acts chapter 17, but you can totally appreciate the message of Acts 17 as the uh as the as the uh, brothers and sisters are faced with you know, telling the story of this King Jesus who comes on the scene at a time when the various uh, Caesars, they consider themselves to be the son of God, but Jesus is the son of God. Just how radical that was, but honestly, how risky it was and how hazardous it was. And I, I think, Bill, it's still radical and risky and hazardous today to say Jesus is Lord. It's Amen. not Trump or Biden or our governors or Fauci or all of these other things. You know, Jesus is Lord. Amen. And I think it's a powerful statement of faith that we need to say. We need to live. We need to say we need to believe it, but we need to live it. Um, because it is being challenged every day. And then the other point was just another kingdom. It was another king and another kingdom. Yeah. And um, so anyway, uh, I think there have been many, 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 you know, kingdoms that have come. There have been many movements, many revolution, re- revolutionary movements along the way. No, all of them are but dust That's when compared right. to the greatest revolutionary of all time, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So. You know, one of the things that I so appreciate about the about just this time and this confidence that we can have is that if we recognize that there's a new king mm-hmm. and that because there's a new king, we could be a part of this new kingdom. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is one of those incredible promises that if we really align ourselves with Christ during this time, we vote our conscience. We, we do want everyone to go vote and to do their part. That's one of the very, I mean, one of the greatest privileges we have living in this country. Vote your conscience. And if your conscience says, I can't vote for anyone, then amen. You know, do do whatever you feel called to do. Yeah, write your name in or write Bill's name in. That'll be real fine. I would write Jesus' name in. <laughs> oh, that's a great, you know what? Let's all do that. I'm telling you. That's, <laughs> that's what great. I did the first, last time around. Oh, sweet. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, but I, I think exercise your right. 
but just recognize that the only the only thing that makes a difference, the only thing that makes us right is this king and his kingdom. And the kingdom is found in the humility, as you were talking about earlier, of the fellowship in the sense that we could be radically different and yet radically intimate with each other within moments because we recognize that before the cross, we're all the same. And before the cross, we have we have only one hope, and mm. that's and that's our King. And so, to me, I, I left uh, I left the sermon just kind of feeling like, hey, man, I feel I feel refreshed. I feel directed. I feel like uh, you know we could go we could go to November third without fear of whatever the answer is. Yeah. Uh, because at the end of the day, the only answer is Jesus, our King. True that, very true, and um, you know I couldn't agree with you more. I think uh, vote your conscience, and if your conscience won't let you vote, then you know, let your conscience be your guide on that regard. But uh, in that regard, but I, I agree with you. I think we can go as Christians, and and here's the thing, you know, as I said today, you're going to really know who's Lord of your life. You're going to know where you stand with God because when the results are announced, and let me tell you whether they're local. Whether it's, it a, there's something you want done on a local level, or there's a mayor you want elected, or a governor, or a secretary of state, or a senator, or a house rep, or a whatever, okay, the president, all, them. Uh, all of that, no matter what you're voting for, you're going to really know who's Lord of your life, whether how long it takes you to get past the decision. Amen. And I just believe this to be true. That's a great point. Whoever... No one has power over your life if you don't let them have power over your life. Come on. Okay. Jesus is Lord. There's got to be a place where we as disciples of Jesus, a place where no matter if I'm in a concentration camp, if the walls are closing in, if there's no, if there, you can beat my body, you can do whatever you want, but there's a place that you cannot touch. I will never say Caesar is Lord. I will always say Jesus is Lord to my dying day with my dying breath. Amen. Amen. Well, bro, I think with that, what a great note to end this podcast on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Outstanding job today. Uh, I think we are a church that's ready to be the church in the year of election. I think we've been given some incredible marching orders, uh, incredible challenge to think about there. Uh, I pray that our hearts will be renewed uh, i pray that our zeal will not be tainted mm-hmm. uh that nothing of this world will distract us from the fact that we've already got the victory and uh and bro thank you for directing us and lending your heart and your passion uh to helping us to be a godly church amen all right good day everyone bye-bye <laughs>